0: Welcome, welcome to this installment of Flute Stories. I'm Karen Kebritt, and I'm delighted to be your guide to play for you and to tell you the stories behind music written for the most beloved woodwind instrument of all. If Edgar Varese is one of the most influential musicians of the 20th century, and I believe he was, it's for this reason. He was most interested in the nature of sound rather than the aspect of melody. It's worth pausing to let that settle in. What mattered most to Varez was the nature of sound rather than the melody. the late American novelist Henry Miller called him the stratospheric colossus of sound. Vérez's remarkable piece for solo flute called Density 21.5 is the subject of this podcast episode. I feel strongly that Density 21.5, along with J.S. Bach's solo flute partita in A minor, Debbie Rinks and Berrio's sequenza form the four pillars of the solo flute repertoire, at least so far. If you're interested in exploring modern flute repertoire more deeply, particularly music that's being composed right now, Google the name Claire Chase. She is the energetic and industrious new music ambassador flutist who's embarked on a project called Density 2036, which is building our repertoire by leaps and bounds. You must know by now that I love a good backstory. When I know something about a composer's life and times, I feel more connected to the music. Edgar Varese was born in Paris in 1883 The same year as the Parisian designer Coco Chanel, the Czech novelist Franz Kafka, and the Italian dictator Benito Mussolini. This was also the year that two important works of fiction for children were published, Pinocchio and Treasure Island. And speaking of islands, it was the same year that Krakatoa erupted. In early 1884, when Vérez was only a few weeks old, his parents sent him to be raised by his great uncle, a blacksmith who lived in the Burgundy region of France. He developed a strong and lasting attachment to his family there, particularly his maternal grandfather, Claude Carteau, and he loved the rustic village life. By the way, Claude Cortot was also the grandfather of pianist Alfred Cortot. He and Verez were first cousins. Anyway, late in his life, Varez reminisced about the sounds from his childhood that shaped his music. His home overlooked a large and busy river, and there were steam barges and whistles from passing trains, and most notably the clanking sounds from the blacksmith shop. When he was 10 years old, Varese's parents reclaimed him and took him to live in Italy. His relationship with his parents was forever strained, and even though they set him up with the music lessons that he craved, Varese's father, who was an engineer, didn't approve of his son's interest in music. So he sent the young Edgar to an engineering school. Though he had a mind for engineering and science, Varese wanted a career in music. So at the age of 18, he set off on his own to study music in Paris and never spoke to his father again. In 1907, he moved to Berlin and during this time, he met Strauss, Debussy, Bussoni, and Satie and began to build on these important connections. But then World War I ensued. Varez served briefly in the French army but was discharged due to sickness. It was at this point that he set sail for New York City, where he lived and worked for the majority of his lifetime. He settled into Greenwich Village, where he fell in love with the sounds of the city, and drew upon it for inspiration, much like the blacksmith's hammer from his childhood. Varez's career and life were not easy. His music was new and controversial. And it didn't get performed frequently due to unusual scoring. His catalog includes only 12 complete works but they've stood the test of time. His first American composition written in 1921 and premiered by the Philadelphia Orchestra in 1926 was fittingly called Amérique. It was scored for a large orchestra and all kinds of percussion It was a compelling cacophony of New York City street noises, sirens, fire trucks, river sounds, foghorns, and even skyscraper construction. In 1930, while living briefly again in Paris, Varese composed Ionization, which became one of the first concert hall compositions featuring nothing but percussion instruments. Várez loved percussion instruments, perhaps best of all for their timbre and color. And it's worth noting that he often called upon melodic instruments to create percussive effects, as you'll hear in Density 21.5. Várez desperately wanted to work with new instruments, like the spooky pheromine. It wasn't until 1953, 15 years later, that the use of new technologies invented during World War II caught on with composers in France and Germany. It was at this time that he wrote his piece, Deserts. It combined acoustic orchestral instruments taking turns with taped electronic music, and it is considered to be the first important work of electronic music. The time between about 1935 and 1953 was something of a dry period for Varese, but he did write the first edition of his piece for solo flute, Density 21.5, in 1936. He composed it at the request of Georges Berrer, the French flutist who was the principal player in the New York Philharmonic at the time. 21.5 is the density of platinum, and so it became the steely and modern sounding title for the piece that celebrated the inauguration of Behrer's new platinum flute. Flutists know that density 21.5 is a kind of salute to Debussy's syrinx in the way that it mimics the opening intervals of Debussy's little masterpiece for our instrument. I have a vivid memory of my first encounter with Density 21.5. It was 1980 and I was in high school. My attentive and enthusiastic flute teacher, Judy Peckmore, kept talking it up and one day, after months of working on typical French pieces like Chaminade's Concertino and Fauré's Fantasy, she set the score to Density 21.5 on the music stand. It was not what I expected. There were no swirling runs, florid arpeggio work, or double tonguing. The rhythms were complex, and there were unusual markings that I'd never seen before, like the key slaps indicated with little plus signs over the notes. It was full of extremes, dynamics that went from 0 to 11, and it covered the entire range of the flute, and then some as far as I was concerned. And to my amazement, there was a series of nine, nine super high Ds, which were both eye-catching and ear-piercing. It's a piece that I've grown into over my adult life. I love the way that it shatters the often saccharine stereotype of the flute. The piece is angular, soaring, Percussive at times, and yet there is lyricism and a depth of emotion. It is at once primitive and elemental, yet modern. Varez once said the most amazing thing. You must listen to the sound of snow falling. It's quiet when the snow falls, like treading in bathroom slippers. But there are rhythms... It makes a kind of song. Remember what I said earlier? Varez was more interested in the nature of sound rather than the aspect of melody. If you know of anyone with a musical imagination who loves the stories behind music, please share this podcast with them. Just go to MuseMentors.com to see our ever-growing catalog of episodes.